Here we go. We're back for another episode of Facts of Life, and I'm your host, Zakia, and I have a special guest today. Introduce yourself, please. This is Lee from Houston, you know, just me, hanging out. Facts of Life. <laughs> That's what you want to say? Uh, yeah, I ain't have nothing predetermined uh, to tell everyone. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, all right, like, so like we're... I, like I called in on the hotline, yeah, this is Lee from Houston. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so I guess a little background. Uh, we met at work, I guess. And, like, we started chatting, and I just felt like, oh, okay, we have really good conversations. So I need you on the podcast, bro. Let's get it going. So he's here uh, a few months later because I ain't shit. Well, I, it's really me, like... I be telling people like, yeah, but it's like, it be a lot going on in my mind. Whatever. Anyway, so we're going to get that right. So we're going to start off from um, with the icebreaker. Cool. And um, the icebreaker is going to be, it's right in front of my face. Okay. If you could choose your age forever, what age would you choose and why? I'm going with like 25. 25? Yeah. Do you want to tell everybody how old you are now? Sure, 31. Really? Yeah. I did not know that. I thought yeah. you were, like, much younger. Yeah, that's what people say. Yeah, okay. So why 25? Ooh, I think it's like a transition period. You've been, you know, 21. You could drink or whatever. You've done that a bunch. You've parted it a little bit. But, you know, you're just kind of scared of that 30. Right. Oh, whatever the is. Uh, but I don't know. I think you... Make sure you're talking to Mike. Absolutely. Um, so, don't be scared of the mic. Yeah, for sure. That's good. <laughs> inappropriate. But uh, sorry, not like that. Sorry. Pause for, pause for the cause. Right. But um, yeah, I just think that at 25, you kind of know yourself a little bit. You've done partying, and you know you still can kind of transition. So yeah, how about you? I would say 21. 21 forever. Yeah, I would want to be 21 forever. I'm just thinking like, I mean, if I know what I knew now, mm. what I know now at 21, I feel like I could be pretty lit. Mm. But that's if I have all the wisdom that I have now. Because like at 21, obviously, I was running wild and free. Because um, like one, I was- Wild I, and free? Yeah, I started drinking in high school. Yeah. So like- Turning 21 wasn't that big of a deal. It was just like, okay, whatever. Like, I've been drinking. Um, but it was just like, I was, like, really carefree back then, you know? Like, just doing whatever. Obviously, I was living with my mom, so oh, yeah. I could save a little bit more. It's free, no <laughs> Right. Yeah, so, um, I definitely could save a little more. So, I don't know. I just, I, I don't know. I like that age because I was... I feel like I had the most fun at that age. Mm. 21. That's interesting. Yeah. I didn't know shit at 21. I definitely, everybody drink, but I was definitely not turning up at 21. Yeah, it was probably like... No? Yeah, because I what, I'm still in college. You turning up, but not like... See, I was turning up, like, bad. Not bad, but it was just like, especially in the summertime, because, oh. like, my birthday's in May. So, like, Memorial Day weekend... You know, when you was going, like, did you go to like Vegas and shit? Like, did you? Get no, out there? that's the thing. Like, when I turned twenty one, I went to, like, for me, I always have to do something for my birthday. Um, that year, I didn't really do anything extravagant. I went to Rhode Island with a couple of my friends, mm -hmm. um, and we like went to the beach. And I don't know if you ever heard of. Have you ever heard of Fire and Ice? No, I haven't. Okay, haven't so it's that. a restaurant that's in. Um, up north mm. It's in Rhode Island And it's in Boston So it's like Hibachi Like But American food almost mm. No Benihana No Benihana It's like they cook it In front of you Okay Well I mean It's like a Like a buffet Almost like You're It's like a big ass circle Whatever And you know the You just put your whatever, You pick whatever You pick your food mm -hmm. You know You go to the little bar Pick your noodles Rice Whatever you want Meat and then um, you know you give it to the chefs. It's like you know you right behind me, like some cafeteria type shit. Okay. Yeah. So we went to Fire Nice. Um, it wasn't nothing like extravagant, but um, that summer I was out Ow. a lot. 
I was like, yeah. And I was around, like, you know, because um, I'm from Connecticut. So I was in New Haven, like, downtown pretty much the whole summer. <laughs> cookouts. Yeah, like, yeah. we have cookouts back home, too. So, like, cookouts are really popular. So I was at every fucking cookout. Um, I remember you telling me about the Jamaican food was, like, way, like, tastier or more, like, authentic up north than it is out here. See, okay, I think it is, I feel like it is better up north, um, but there are some, I will say there are some good restaurants out here. Oh, okay. Jamaican restaurants. All right, cool. What's yeah. Cool Runnings is my favorite. Um, I went to this new one, like, a few weeks ago, actually. It's called Rihanna's. Um, it's on Deary Ashford and... It's uh, on my way, though. It's Katie. It's not really Katie. It's like going towards Sugarland. Oh, Way okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going towards Sugarland. Um, I can't think of the the cross street, but it is Deary Ashford. I think I think it's Deary Ashford. But anyway, it was really good. Um, I was surprised because I really don't be eating a lot of people Jamaican food. Like I'm very picky when it comes to that. So yeah, if I had to choose, uh, Cool Runnings would be my number one. One. Yeah. Uh, rice and peas. Right. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's really good. All right, so we're going to move on to living my best life. Um, So this is a segment in the podcast where basically, you know, we're going to try to talk about something positive, you know, how you're living your best life, whether it's this past week, this past month, this past year, something you've done that has helped you enhance your life in any way. It doesn't matter, whatever uh, living my best life, I would go with having like challenging conversations with yourself. Like mm. that's been big for me. Um, like transitioning from like working for myself like exclusively to like okay, well I'm gonna go do this corporate thing for a little bit. You know, <gasps> I know, I know, but it's the, it's the truth. I think I'm gonna. I have to go back to corporate America. You need that base. <laughs> the base is important. I know, and it's like I just hate the idea of doing it. Doing it. It's yeah. like, what the fuck am I doing? But anyway, sorry. Yeah, but um, doing that, um, and then like the people in your life just really, you know, pushing to have those challenging conversations with them. Like, hey, you know, this is what it is. Instead of just kind of avoiding it or sweeping it under the rug, you know, that's family. That's um, important. Yeah. So that you have people challenging you. Yeah. I don't yeah. have a lot of people challenging me, and not in like a bad way, but I think like. A lot of people are not challenging themselves, mm. so it's hard for, you know, somebody to challenge you. Like, I have one person that challenges me mm-hmm. to want to, like, be better, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, that's great that you— But, you know, it's funny when you say that. I don't think it's, like, super important that the person who's challenging you, um, you know, like, has accomplished more than you or mm-hmm. is, like, necessarily even doing what they should be doing. Like, um, I don't know, like— I, my, all my friends, I'm always like checking in. Like, what you think, man? Am I slipping? You know, like, what's what's going on? You, right. You can give me an honest opinion. I okay. So how, let me go to my. Right, okay, <laughs> come on. Because I'm about to. I keep interrupting you. Sorry. Uh-huh. So, all right. How I'm living my best life. Talk to me. Uh, let's see. And for the audience. I feel like I'm a, I'm about to piggyback off of what you said. Don't do that though. Why? That's not, you got to come authentic with it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm challenging myself, okay. like, you know. You um, look a little fit, though. I ain't lying. I'm like, not. Yeah? I guess you got the guns out. No. <laughs> I'm not fit. Like, don't let him fool you. Ain't nothing fit about me. I have not worked out in so long. Is he out here doing a yoga instructor moves on the weekend? <laughs> it's like I'm lifting them boxes at work, probably. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. But um, how I'm living my best life, um, I would say, like, I'm challenging myself. Um, like I said on the last podcast, like, I'm trying to be more intentional, trying to journal, trying to be honest with myself, like, trying to hold myself accountable, um, and just trying to get back to, uh, like, over this weekend, um, like I told you guys briefly on the last podcast, I started studying um, more science. Mm-hmm. So I went to a meeting over the weekend and I'm still learning. So I'm just, I'm going to give you what I feel like I'm comfortable sharing. So um, the meetings and, you know, more science is just, I feel like 
the general idea of it is just getting to know you and digging within yourself and learning who you are so that you can be the best version of yourself. That's what I'm getting so far. And a lot of it also has to do with your nationality as, you know, so-called black people as well. Mm. Um, So, but the lessons that I learned over the weekend were, you know, learning how to not battle, but just knowing that you are going to battle like, trying to be a good person and trying to be a bad person. Not a bad person, but you're going to try to battle demons within within you, you know? Like, that's interesting. That's always going to be, you know, the thing. And I was just thinking about that today. Because um, I was just saying, like, I feel like so-called black people, like, we're always blaming the devil. Mm. And we don't... and. Th- you don't, a lot of us don't know who we are and a lot of us are not really spiritual. So it's like, you know, the devil is inside of you. Like the devil is you like yeah. at the end of the day. And yeah, like yeah. we, a lot of, I'm learning that. Uh-huh. And it's like, you have to, you can't be blaming this non-existent person. That's <laughs> fair. You know, uh, uh, you can't be blaming them for all your problems. You have to dig with the, within yourself and figure out what the hell you're doing that is causing, you know, these issues in your life or things that are going on in your life. I don't know. Like, when you mentioned it first, like, when you, like, the first thing come out of your mouth is science. I thought you was going to go Scientology. I no. I was like, dang. Yeah, I don't know if I should be on that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised you haven't, like, like really heard about, heard about that. Uh, what do you mean, Scientology? No, more science. Oh. Have you heard of... More science? That's a thing? Yeah. I don't, I don't, oh, more. Like... The people like black people more. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. yeah I've heard well, of they them. don't consider themselves black, but yeah. Okay. Um, I've like that's a documentary out there. That guy. Hidden Colors. Yeah, like one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, yeah, that's how I started learning about um, Moors okay. um, back in college. But I'm just now getting back into it. Yeah. So. That's what's up. Nah, I'm I'm totally like unaware of the Moors, like other than the documentaries or whatnot. But right. As far as like the yin and yang, I like. Uh, this is a guy, uh, he used to be like the coach or like Michael Jordan or whatever. Not necessarily his coach, but his personal trainer. And uh, he's all about like tapping into your dark side. It sounds like kind of like, you know, shady or but something. But people want to ignore it. Yeah, but like the greats have that. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like it's almost impossible to like, um, you're like battling having a really egotistical, like self-centered um, motive. Um, but I think that's kind of necessary to kind of block, in my opinion, to really like, like, lock in, you know, because you're so easily distracted, like, you know, with other people's problems. And what I mean by that is you're not necessarily trying to help them or solve their problem, but you're like recycling their issues. And right. I, yeah. I always say like, like some people in my life are like the first, the first thing they come to and say, Hey, you know, um, you know, your auntie, she got this going on. I just repeat, you know, like the same jargon. I'm like, yeah, I don't want to really tell me about what's going on with you. And right, also, and that's why I got time for it. But yeah, extra, I don't have time for it. So. Right, same here. Like that's why I don't really talk to that many people anymore because it's like one, I just like I said earlier, I'm battling with trying to be, you know, the best version of myself. Oh, acceptance. Yeah, like, no, but like acceptance. Like I'm gonna struggle. Like that's the thing. I know I'm gonna struggle, but it's like for me. You know, just, and I'm, again, I'm not trying to blame anybody because, like, at the end of the day, it's me. Which is easy. Yeah, it's easy to blame other people, but it's like, you know, I have to get out of a cycle that Mm. I've been conditioned to be in for so long, you know, like, growing up and, you know, with friends. It's like, like, for example, I'm a person that talks a lot of shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I'm just thinking like, like, like no cap type shit or like, what do you mean? Like, like, <laughs> <laughs> like I might roast you on a good day or like, I'm just, just going to be compatible. Like if we're friends, if we're good friends, I'm always talking shit to you. Uh, like, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. you know, and I'm just realizing like, that's not always the best thing. Like it's not healthy to do that, but it's like, I've grown up doing that to mm-hmm. everybody. And like, I'm just now noticing it move, like living here, like, this, the one person I was talking about earlier, like, they pointed it out to me, like, because they they don't like that shit. Uh, so, yeah. like, whenever I do it, they check me, and I'm just like, I'm just joking. they like, no, you're not. And I'm just like, okay. You know, so yeah. um, just 
trying to be the bigger person, not for that person, but for myself, mm-hmm. you know, to have peace within myself, you know? Well, I think about it, like, have you ever, like, just kind of explored it? Like, do I not feel comfortable unless I'm talking shit? Right. Yeah. It's like when I'm at work. <laughs> <laughs> I'm at work, and I'm like, uh, I'm just a little nervous, so I hit him with that. <laughs> you know. Right. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what y'all was talking about, but okay. Right, yeah. right, right. Yeah, for me, idea. it's like a defense mechanism, I definitely. For sure. Definitely. Um, so, yeah, I'm just working on, I'm working on it, man. I don't know. I think that's important, though, just accepting who you are. Like, I don't know, as far as bestly, like, when you're, like, going after your goals or whatnot, just knowing that you're going to kind of fall off. Like, everyone's working out in the gym. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to miss a couple of days. But, right. But I'm more consistent overall. Right. Yeah, I'm going to accept that. Yeah. I don't work out in the gym, but yes. Yeah, she I still looks it. like a, a yoga instructor. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I am not a yoga instructor, um, but I do try to do yoga though. See, see, we I try, out. I'm we, not we, consistent. We, That's the thing. Like I try, but it's it. like okay, <laughs> I'm nobody to be teaching it. But all right, so let's move on to the next segment. Uh, so the next segment is called do you have the courage to tell your truth about so i'm gonna ask a series of questions okay okay? all right so the first question we kind of talked about this um you know at work but uh (laughs) and okay so do you have the courage to tell your truth about so-called black men having privilege do black men have privilege why or why not I guess from the stance of like Charlemagne the God, like if you're owning your culture, like, you know, you can be perceived as having privilege. But we had this conversation and I'm like, nah, in the workplace, especially like. I in a like, workplace, really? Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> this is, this is going to sound like maybe, I don't know, sexist, but I feel like um, women a lot of times are more into like um, stability, right? And so you being, you know, you want stability and some sort of, you know, consistency. That's an important, like, trait to have in a workplace, especially um, as a black person. Like, Mm -hmm. we have this perceived, you know, uh, you're lazy or inconsistent or, you know, you can't be counted on. So in a workplace, um, if you have this sister and she's working and, you know, that's what's important to her versus, say, for the black man, we're thinking about, oh, I have to take care of my family, potentially, right? Right. Um, So how can I change my circumstance? I'm constantly not looking at this as a viable option. Like, this is just the truth. Okay. I'm not... That's an interesting take. Because, like, when you were saying, like, the workplace, you know, I've worked with, um, you know, so-called black men. um, And I just feel like y'all do get treated differently. Whether it's corporate America or, you know, retail, whatever the case is, bartending, because, like, I I bartend from time to time, too. Um, And it's like, I don't know, y'all be, y'all get the upper hand, I feel like. Because especially, like, if you're working with women, Uh they're going to favor you. Not favor you, but it's like, especially... I don't know, like, you know, women, we... This is the only time that the black man is objectified, like, in a, not necessarily a sexual tense, but, like you said, if you're in an office full of women and you're the only black guy, then it's like, oh, you're the black item. You know, yeah. Oh, you some, let me see your shoulders. Let me... Oh, like, they do that well, to you? They do that. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. I've never, I've never done that, um, because yeah. I feel like that's inappropriate. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, um... I don't know. I just feel like, you know, one, you're a man. Okay. And I I know that, you know, like I said, so-called black people, we feel like, okay, we we always get the the lower end of the stick or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's like men, like when it comes to men, like you guys are going to have more pri- privilege and that's because you're a man. And then even though you're black, like you have more privilege than us. Like, you're going to oh, get the see, job over see, me. You're going to get see, paid more than me. See, your statement is a little lacking. How is it lacking? You got to put some meat on that bone. Like, what's the what's the substance of that statement? Come on. I, I'm, I'm on you. So the privilege is okay. like, okay, if we go for a job interview. Cool. We both going for the same position. Uh-huh. I feel like you're going to get it over me. You think, you think that 
say in a that they don't feel more threatened by the tall, dark, no. black guy. No. You serious? I'm serious. That's, that, well, that's the perception that the black man in America has. Well, some of us, right? That's the perception that y- y'all do have, and I understand and I get it. It's but more cognitive, maybe. What you think? But it's like, no, that's not true. Your feelings are not facts always. So you don't think like that when we pull up in the parking lot or we- just I'm talking about to- work, a job. <laughs> yeah, so if you end up, like if I'm at the printer- and I walk up behind some, you know, Caucasian lady at the printer, and it's like, oh, hey, I'm sorry. Or walking around the corner. Like, this is what I experienced, like, coming around the corner, like, oh, startled, oh. You know, like, like very much so. Like, we have to, like, think about, oh, I can't be at the office late, um, and I'm the only guy around because it's, mm-hmm. like, this other, you know what I mean? Like, it's a lot of different angles, like, that we have to, like, kind of secure the bag. Like, right. I, okay, I understand that. But I also feel like you guys are getting picked over women. No. Am I Especially job? white women. No. If you go to any office, the black guy is not really the black guy. It's probably like... Uh, a nerdy guy? No, it's like maybe <laughs> like in college. Like So, you know, with the U of H or whatever. And it was like, all of the black people, it's like 90%. Like, okay, I'm from like West Africa or I'm from Nigeria or I'm from Ethiopia. Mm-hmm. It's not like true, not true, like, African-Americans in the workplace. Like, I'm just, this is what I've observed. No. I could be wrong, you know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. I think, like, the African-American black man is, like, what the statistics show, like, are not in a very good environment because, number one, um, like you said, grew up, like, being told that you're not really much of nothing, you know what I mean? So, and I think the, you know, the pan-African or the second descendant of a, you know, an immigrant like, their parents are kind of, like, pushing them to say, hey, you're going to be a doctor or you're going to be an engineer. Like, mm-hmm. this is what you're going to do. Versus here in America, that's not what our parents are telling us. Like, go get a job. You know what I mean? Like, that's what, you know, let's help support the family. Your, your pops is not around. If that's the situation. Right. Um, so, that's what I've seen. Well, and then I'm also thinking about, like, when it comes to media, too. Yeah. Yeah, you guys are, like, up here. And we're, like... You mean cool? That's it. Cool. No, not cool. I'm just saying, like, you we're overlooked. No. Yes. Have you seen the stats? Every statistic is the black woman is highly educated than any other like demographic. Okay. Facts. I'm not disagreeing with that. But the point is, like, like I said, niggas are going to watch a man. Versus watching and listen or listening to my podcast. And, and, and think about this too. Uh, wow. Well, especially like black because y'all are talking about how many black TV shows are on TV? Like male hosts. Male hosts. Steve Harvey. That's about it. I ain't so okay. We can go any way. You can go any way. I don't watch TV. I can't even think right now. Uh, black. Okay, I'm talking about radio. Oh, I want to talk about radio <laughs> because I don't know too much about TV when it comes to like the daytime shit. Like, because okay. I don't watch I don't either, it. But I'm just I'm thinking about the big names. Oh, that's a good question. Now I'm thinking, like, damn, is it on Montel Jordan? He's still on TV. No, I'm just saying. I'm about you on said TV right now. Oh, right now. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. Is, it, it, is he really the only one? Yeah, I can't think of anyone else. Mm, that's interesting. But mm, who has who's a woman that just has a black woman that has her own television show? Uh, you got Wendy Williams. Then you got like all the starring uh, shows. You got like the scandals. You got the hot. No, we're murders. talking about talk shows. Talk so show. just Wendy Williams, right? Uh, Solo. Oh, now you want to Google? <laughs> <laughs> all right. So let me look. At, let me look at black uh, um, uh, TV show. Yeah. Why not? Sorry, quick intermission, guys. She has her own show. I guess. They shared the fucking stage. Who's the uh, the lady? Get my life straight. Something like Get that. my life. Oh, I- Ianla. Uh-huh. But that's not a talk show. I'm just saying. You What's the guy? The Trevor guy. Noah. But he's biracial. Yeah, that's CNN. That's um, that's TV. Mm, it's like news. And even in the oh, news. Jesus and Miro. You don't know them? Uh-huh. They have the they have a podcast called the the Bodega Boys. So they their show was on Viceland. They actually just got a deal um, with Showtime. Okay, nice. Um, so they were a late night 
TV show mm-hmm. um, on Viceland. I watched like a couple episodes. I don't know. I don't. I don't personally think that they're that funny. Like it's more so comedy. Yeah. You know the funny thing is, is like I was joking with some guys at work, and um, the fact that something can be so big in your world. And it'd be like like oblivious, like no one else knows about that. Like I'm like super into like YouTube. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, you ain't never heard of this YouTube star? Like what? Who? <laughs> <laughs> Look at you like you straight crazy. Um. Okay. So I'm looking. Uh, what's his name? Michael Sh- Strayton. Strayton. Oh, the Good Morning America or something like that. That don't count because he's sh- like I'm talking about like solo. Yeah. So Steve Harvey is pretty much the only person. Exactly. Black guy. And then Wendy Williams is the only so-called black woman. I guess for now. Um, but is there anyone bigger than Oprah? Black man. Bigger than Oprah? No. Yeah. But that's because... You saying because? You're giving me excuses right now. I'm giving you excuses? Okay. All right. You you won the TV thing. All right. But when it comes, cause like I'm into radio, obviously. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so when it comes to radio, <laughs> you and when it comes to hip hop too. You don't think Angie got a big show? Angie Martinez. Um, she had to. Well, for for me, I don't listen to Angie, cause she's. And this is no shade. Like, I know that she's a legend when it comes to radio, but I just can't listen to the shit. Yeah. You know? And I'm not saying that uh-huh. she's not good. It's just not for me. I can't listen to it. Mm. You know? Like, it's really boring to me, but that's okay. Mm. Um, that doesn't mean that she's not great at what she does, you know? Like, okay. I respect it. And I'm supposed to be reading her book, but I haven't gotten around to it because, <laughs> like, just life has just been cra- super crazy for me. Um, like... Even the Breakfast, Breakfast Club, for example. Who's the host? Yeah, Charlemagne and DJ Envy. Like, they barely let Angela speak sometimes. She's kind of timid, though. She doesn't have, like, a big personality. It doesn't matter. Um, she has, like, what, lip service? It's her, like, podcast, right? Yeah, I listen to it. I couldn't, I stopped listening because they just started getting boring to me, too. Um, I'm trying to think of other major radio stations. Uh, so Hot 97, for example. Ooh, is that Fuck Master Flex or something like that? Yeah, but he has his own show. Okay. That's what I mean. Like, I thought I put this on Do Not Disturb. Sorry. If you, if you guys didn't know, um, he was very adamant about... <laughs> I thought uh, I put it on Do Not Disturb. Oh, it was my computer. That's what it was. I didn't put my computer on Do Not Disturb. My phone is on Do Not Disturb, though. Um... Like, Funkmaster Flex, he has his own show. Um, Z, this argument is weak. I'm sorry. I'm telling you, it is. You I still feel the way that I feel. How many black woman conferences there are? It's like so many. What? You know how many, like, black empowerment conferences there But is? that doesn't mean that you guys don't have privilege in the world, though. You guys have a lot of power. The black woman has We have power, power, but we don't know how to use it. It doesn't matter. You guys have power. We have power, but we're the ones that are fighting for you guys. You guys are not usually fighting for us. No, I don't think so. That's true. That's facts. That is facts. Straight up facts. Like, I'm sorry. That's facts. Like, we're always defending you guys. We're always on the front line for, you know, trying to fight for you guys. Like, and... I think that's societal, though, uh, from the perspective of, you know... You know, slavery in America and the fact that, you know, the black man was not able to get a job literally, like, at a point. Like, mm-hmm. we'll, let, we'll let your 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 wife come in and clean and we may rape her and you may not know. And if we did, there's nothing that you can do about it. Like, those are, like, facts. But it's like, you know, when things like that did happen, it was like, you know, we were the ones that were still holding it down, too, at the same time. But... It was, I don't know. Like, just think about how that would, like, what that would do to you. At, like, just think about as a man, your wife goes to work to provide because you can't. And in your mind, she's being mistreated. You cannot do anything about that. If you do, you go to jail. And then you blame her, which is what they did, right? But, oh, you must have been doing something. You beat her, and then you go to jail. Or if you And go, then we stick around. Yeah. We try to make it work. We, we try to... You know, just, hold just, it down. You ever watch um, Fences? Yeah. 
the movie? The Fox? Yeah, it's my uh, Denzel. With Denzel. Yeah, with Denzel Washington. Mm-hmm. Like, homegirl was still holding it down. Like, it's a toxic situation. Like, it's, it's, it's. But we still be fucking with y'all. That's the thing. Like, y'all be doing some fucked up shit. But we still be, like, loyal. And I had this conversation, too, and it's like... And we be loyal because it's like... Oh. we Sometimes we don't know our worth, and I'm guilty of that as well. Like, you know, holding on to something that wasn't right for me. <sighs> but it was like, okay, like, I love you so much, mm-hmm. and I fuck with you so much, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. Not saying it doesn't matter, but it's like, I'm willing to work it out with you, you know? like well, I think that it's And different. even though you call me, you know, and I'm, I listen to the misogynistic bullshit, too, like the music, um, even though you guys... Rappers, they say bitches and hoes and, you know, like, suck my dick and I'm a, what, you know, like, they say all this shit and, I li- and I'm guilty of listening to it and yeah. I should stop, but it's, the beat snaps sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> but it's like, people. we still stand behind y'all. We still support y'all. We still yeah. buy y'all music. You know, we still go to the concerts, but yeah. it's like, when it comes to... All right, now my argument is getting a little bit stronger. Yeah, yeah, when I it comes to, turn it around on this one. When it comes to like mm. women, when it comes to like R and B, and when it comes to um, so see, let's, let's turn the argument around a little bit. So we're really not talking about black privilege, like the man in the workplace, and we're talking about like black on black relationships. This is what no. No, I'm talking. No, it's not. No, well, the relationship was an example. Well, that's really. But now I'm going into like the going back into the workplace. Okay, come on. Going back, you know, like when it comes to female rappers, we're all they're always getting the short end of the stick. You know, always. Like I noticed this, like you know, as I'm getting into media, that we need a male cosign. Think about it though. Like I think. I need, like, not say I need one, but it's like, it would be helpful if a man was behind me, you know? And it's not a bad thing, but it's like, why can't we just do it on our own? Like, why can't y'all just support us without knowing that, okay, I'm dating this this famous rapper, like Cardi B, for example. And I'm not, okay, no, that's a bad example. Um, what's, a, a, what's a good example? Little Kim. That's a good example. Like, would would people really be fucking with her if it wasn't for Biggie? You know, like you can't. Really he had the power in that situation. You think so I, I was thinking about like like income over time, and you know, counting major. Yeah, I get paid more than us. Nope. I was thinking about like the female black artists over time have had longer careers, touring like your uh, Aretha Franklin's, your uh, your Janet Jackson's, your. Um, like all those big like black female singers have had longer careers, tour around the world right now. But would we be fucking with Janet if it wasn't for Michael? Okay, Beyonce or Alicia. Like how many black? Let me let me finish. How many black male artists are touring around the world consistently, making millions of dollars each year? The only person I could really think of is like, oh. Jay Z. Exactly. Off the top of my head, it may be other Nada. people, but Nada. what I will say, and I fucks with Beyonce. Yeah, you know, I, like I love Beyonce, and I started listening to Destiny's Child at a young age, mm-hmm. and the only reason why niggas was listening to No 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 because Y Clef was on that shit. That's fair. Let's be honest, like let's be real, so like nobody was listening. Say so you need a cosign. He. He remixed the song. Well, I think like anything else, you kind of need... Like, nobody the- was really listening to it. Uh-huh. With, it was just them four. Was it four? It was, yeah, it was four of them. Mm. Okay. I'm serious. <laughs> I'm being honest. Like, the shit's, it's I'm a good song now that, like, if Wyclef wasn't on it, I probably wouldn't have listened to it. Or I probably wouldn't have, you know? Nah. I think it's like, like anything else. If you leverage someone else's, uh, you know... Influence, you're gonna have a buzz. So if it's a if it's Drake hopping on the Migos song, the Versace, 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 the Migos wouldn't be here, you know, and or him co-signing number like some little Wayne co-signed Nicki Minaj or Wayne Wayne co-signing uh, Drizzy gave him like strength, right? Or y'all have having... the y'all know how to use y'all power. I would say that. I don't believe it. I think it's everybody does leverage. It's it's a, it's a doggy dog world out here. 
Okay. Well, Next. we'll just agree Next. to disagree on that Next. one. <laughs> All right. So, do you have the courage to tell your truth about your significant other being smarter than you? So, I asked this question on Instagram because, mm. like, I was journaling one day and, you know, I was talking, well, I was writing about, you know, this past relationship that I had. And um, I was just thinking, like, do men want women that are smarter than them? Like, do you, would you prefer to be in a relationship with somebody that's smarter than you? Or do you want to be the person that, um, and I, I don't want it to seem like you have to be the dumb one, but it's mm-hmm. like, do you want to be with somebody that you can learn from? Or do you want to be the one that's teaching them? Or do you, I guess you could still learn from each other, but it's like, do you want her to have the upper hand when it comes to that? Mm, you mean like just pure, like, Intellectual horsepower, like she's just smart. She catches on, or she just, or you mean like factual? Oh, she knows a lot about this. Yeah, about yeah, things like that. Um, I think it's more important to have a certain level of maturity. Like, mm-hmm. I think you can be super smart, but if you don't know how to, you know, be quiet, sometimes it sounds crazy. Sometimes you have to be quiet and listen. You know, yeah. and sometimes you have to speak up. And I think that's more important in a relationship than anything else. Like. Um, I think it's important, like for on the male side, to be able to support her, because I think that's what you guys are looking for, like leadership. I think a, I think a, a traditional male female relationship requires a you know lead and support, mm-hmm. and it can kind of shift both ways depending on the situation, and that two people feel very secure in that role. I think on like on my side, it's just kind of understanding that you guys like want stability, mm-hmm. and um, I think sometimes. Like you, I hear you guys say, I don't like the guy with the money or the flash or that doesn't really do anything for me. And I'm thinking to myself, I think it does because, you know, ideally you guys want some sort of <coughs> stability. So that does do something for you. Okay. And I know we went around the track, but um, I think the intelligence <laughs> plus maturity is like more important than anything. Okay. And it, so do you, would you want her to be like spitting random facts to you? Like on some, I don't know. I don't want to make it seem like it's nerdy type shit because like for me for example mm-hmm. I guess this is something that I'm struggling with um like um because like I I like guys that take the lead okay but it's like I also don't want to be the person that's just sitting back you know like I want them but to you- learn from me as well so it's like how do you I guess find the balance you know but the question is like I think it's so much, I think it's the opposite. I think a lot of times, um, black females in particular, are kind of forced um, to be, like you say, you tell me, Z, oh, I want to be, you know, not necessarily submissive mm-hmm. and supportive, but I think the urge is more to be heard. And I think that's more of a societal thing. You you say that we're, like as black men, we are, um, we have some sort of privilege, but I think more so you feel like the black woman is not heard enough. Her truth is not heard enough. And it's not necessarily about power, but I think that's what you're speaking to. Mm-hmm. And so I think even in relationships, um, you know, you get the mad black woman or whatever. And I think that's because... What the hell is a mad black woman? What the... What you mean? What is it? Explain. Oh, I think it's a stereotype <laughs> that, um, that we, uh, the black woman can get loud... Arrogant and egotistical to arrogant. That's the first time I heard that. Oh well. But go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, that's how I. <laughs> I, I I understand loud. Um, we do let. I think we let our emotions get in the way. Um, like I'm guilty of that as well. Like I let my shit get in the way. Like yeah, want to be heard. Whoo. And felt. Yeah, like and loved. Right. I mean, we all do. But you guys have a better, you guys are better at um, not pretending, but masking it, not ex- not being as expressive. But women, we are expressive, but it's like it's not in a healthy way. Mm. You know, like we lash out. And I know there's women that, you know, they break shit. They, you know, <laughs> I mean, I'm not that person. They break shit. They slam, you know, they slashing tires and shit like that. They throwing out your clothes. And I, you know, as a 27-year-old woman, I'm not doing that shit. Yeah. Um, I don't want the case. Right. Yeah. Um, but it's like, it's just hidden emotions. Like, 
but it's like, oh, well, you're angry, but it's like, no, I'm hurt, I'm sad, you know, like, mm-hmm. but we don't know how to express ourselves in a, a healthy, productive way, so. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard that before, like, the fact that, specifically with the black man or whatever, that we don't show the full range of emotions. Yeah. So I was thinking to myself, when the last time I cried? <laughs> <laughs> Like, why do y'all cry all the time? Like, I, I'm not crying. Like, somebody died, cry. Yeah. But I think as a healthy individual, you probably need to cry, bro. Like, yeah. Listen about a little bit. It's definitely. Because, like, when you do cry, because, like, the last time I cried was, like, back in April. And it was, like, a bad cry. I was, like, because I, I hadn't cried in months. Yeah. Um, and I, I hadn't cried in months because it's, like, I, this is a bad defense mechanism. Like, mm-hmm. I hide my emotions too. Like a guy. Yeah, it's not oh, good. It's trained though. It's bad. And I'm just now noticing it, you know, because I was going through a little breakup situation. Like, mm-hmm. that's what I noticed. Like, Dad, you don't even be, you know, like expressing yourself in a healthy way. And it's like, once the shit hit the fan, that's when I started crying, you know, mm-hmm. like, but all right. I could go on and on about that. <laughs> I think you was, you, was, you was tapping in right there. We were breaking through the, uh, the shell over here. I'm learning how to tap into my emotions now. That's it's hard. Because cool, it's like you just don't want to seem vulnerable, you know? Like Oh, that's what I heard this today. Yeah, like for me, it's like, oh. How do you think we feel then? Like, don't be looking, like, if I cry, if I say, okay, you hurt my feelings, it's like now you think I'm pussy, like, you know? Now, let's be honest. If your guy, if he came to you and was crying about something that hurt him, like, let's, like, what would be your reaction? Let's be honest. Um, like, well, when people cry to me in general, I don't well, say... You're a man. Okay, so this has you're happened to me. Really? Yeah. Damn. Um, and I, was it I just... Was it deaf? It was no. Not, it was regular life? Yeah. Wow. Not, well, I guess you could categorize well, it as need, regular life. He's probably. I ain't listening. gonna put him out. Put him know. out there like that. No, I know why. But okay, so it was you know this this last relationship, mm-hmm. um, that I'm referring to. But I haven't gone no, over the breakup it, it and was, the whole situation it yet. It wasn't her last relationship. It was like five years ago, guys. <laughs> But I haven't gone over the breakup yet because I'm not sure if I want to talk about it. Uh, so it's like, in order episode. for you to get the full context of why he was crying, I have to literally go over the whole fucking story. So, like, the podcast number 27, <laughs> reveal the story. So you guys tune back in. Whatever. Okay. All right. So, but when he was upset and crying, whatever, like, I just, he was talking and I just sat there and I listened and... I didn't say, oh, well, you shouldn't be crying. Like, it was just a very... And this, with the situation... Feel? Huh? How did you feel from I was upset because he was upset about somebody else. That's what I'm saying. I have to tell the whole story. It's, it's a lot. Like, he was upset about a situation that, you know, I'm not going to get into <laughs> right now. <laughs> so... She's going to edit this whole section of the podcast. <laughs> Don't worry, guys. So, yeah, like, he was very upset, and it was just like, I wanted to be like, I told you so, nigga, but I couldn't do that, yeah. you know, because, like, we were, like, I felt like at the time we were a team, and it's like, I can't kick you while you're down yeah, right now, you know? Yeah. Like, but I really wanted to be like, oh, you know, but I, I just sat there, I listened, you know, did you feel like at that moment you were like being the stronger, like dominant, like I don't want to say male, but male masculine energy? Was it like, do you feel like, no, 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 maybe I'm taking it too far, but you feel mm. like you were like in that role at that moment? I didn't feel like I was in a role. I just felt like I was just being a supportive partner okay. in the moment. Cool. Yeah. Okay. So um, Jada Pinkett, she does a show on, well, she had an interview, sorry. She had an interview with Sway. And this is going to be the last question because we kind of running out of time. Yeah. So she had an interview with Sway. And are you on Facebook? A little bit. Okay. So Jada Pinkett Smith has a, a, a show called Red Table Talk where 
she has like candid conversations about, you know, mental health, relationships, um, you know, just trying to get through life, you know, whatever. And um, so as if you know, Will Smith, he was previously married and she had a conversation with his ex-wife. Like that was one of the first episodes of her show. Mm-hmm. So um, what happened? Okay, so in the interview with Sway, she was talking about the relationship with her, the ex-wife, and Will, and, you know, the son, you know, her stepson or whatever. And she was saying how um, Will, the ex-wife, and her stepson, they all went on vacation together, like, just the three of them. Mm -hmm. And she said that, you know, she was okay with this. So everybody's asking the question. Well, women are saying, like, I would never do that. So my question is to you, would you be okay you know, if you were married and your wife had a previous child with mm-hmm. a, a different marriage, so would you be okay with your wife going on vacation with their biological child alone? Your biological child alone? Like just a, like say if there's one child. Mm-hmm. And the, you're talking about the baby mama and your husband or whatever. Or my, yeah, uh, your ba- wife. Oh, so my wife. Her ex-husband. Baby daddy. Baby daddy, whatever. Yeah. Uh-huh. And their kid mm. that they had together, would you be okay? Like, say, if they went to, I don't know, Disney World, for example. Oh, that's cool, but overnight stays. Um, I mean, yeah, they have be, to stay overnight. Yeah, that's really uncomfortable. It'd be a really uncomfortable situation, but mm-hmm. the other party was like, this is kind of what I really want. Um, I think they would probably include you. I don't know. I think it, it's it really what's best for the kid would probably be the overall. Right. But it would definitely be an uncomfortable situation. Well, her argument was, well, not her argument, what her stance with, with it was, you know, her stepson deserves to have that time with his mom and his dad without everybody else being involved, mm-hmm. you know? And, you know, I totally agree. And because of the conversation and the relationship she has with the ex-wife, I don't see, like, she's obviously securing her marriage. Mm-hmm. And they obviously, you know, they didn't always have a good relationship, but mm-hmm. they talked about it, whatever they did to get to that point. Mm-hmm. So it's like, what's the problem? And I don't know. I guess you just have to be secure within yourself. Trust. And yeah, have trust with this person because it's like, I don't understand, you know, what the problem is. Like, why can't you guys? I would be okay with it. Um, I, I think you just as long as she's not disrespectful. Of course, it's going to be uncomfortable. That's the fact. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, like she said, like they had to go through a lot to get to that point of even, you know, the ex wife and Jada. Mm hmm talking and being friends ultimately yeah, that's, you know like that that takes a lot of one maturity trust secure within yourself to get to that point like yeah that's 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 huge but that's really huge i think when you like marry someone who already has kids you're already um kind of predisposed to very uncomfortable situations you got right. the ex and the you know the relationship with you and the kid and the mom that's uh it's challenging so would you marry somebody with i would try not to yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I kind of want to be the first. That's, right. That's ego, though. Yeah, for me, too. Like, I would prefer to marry somebody that doesn't have kids so we could just be experiencing life together. Right. Like, you know, I feel like it's not... I'm not saying it's not this... It wouldn't be the same, but it's like... I don't know. It just Why wouldn't. the trouble? Huh? Why the trouble? Right. And I don't... I mean, I've dated guys that have children. Really? And it just never worked out for me. So I just really try to stay away from the shit. Like, yeah, never dated a woman with kids. Yeah, so. All right. Um, all right, okay. Last question. I think we can squeeze this question in. Sure. Do you have the courage to tell your truth about being insecure? And what are you willing to share what you're insecure about? Are you insecure about anything? Of course, we all are. Yeah. I know. That's what I'm saying. I'm always going to keep it real. Insecure. Uh, I need to think about that way. Okay. Um, Let's see what I'm insecure about. Hmm. That's a good question. I'm insecure about my eyebrows. I know that's a little vain. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking more along the lines of like intelligence or something like that. Like, um, well, I'm, I would say, okay, I'm going to like try to 
go into the the whole relationship thing as much as possible. Yeah. Um. So the last relationship that I was in, like I was, I was insecure because this person was in love with. I don't know if he's still. I haven't asked. Um. But he was ultimately. He loved both of us, you know, like mm -hmm. me and another female. Mm -hmm. And that's why I asked that question earlier yeah. about the whole, do you like women that are smart on you? Whatever. Mm -hmm. So. Oh, it's an angle to that too. Because, you know, relationship is like trust, sexual, and then it's, other, it's like other pieces to it. So I was Connection. insecure because of the relationship that they had, mm -hmm. that they developed. But I also have to remember that they've known each other for years now and mm -hmm. I'm it's only been six seven months with me with me but you know he just felt like she was not God but like she was like this perfect person mm -hmm. and it it did make me feel I would say like that's the thing that I'm thinking about like off the top of my head that made me feel insecure because it's like mm -hmm. damn like how do I live up to this person right. you know yeah I think about it like when we put ourselves into like toxic situations like I think it's a certain level of self-hate like that sounds mm -hmm. crazy we was talking about it earlier we kind of tapped on it mm -hmm. like I think like that dark side of yourself can either be used to like kind of push you like Quite literally, like, this motherfucker going, I don't know how, how to explain it, like, where you literally look at someone as competition, but it fuels you to take the, enough action. And mm. some people will be like, oh, that's kind of like condescending and egotistical, but some of the greatest, like, people in the world, like, sports, business, use that. Mm -hmm. And kind of tapped into it to, like, really push themselves. And I think on the flip side, you can, you know, kind of like, you know, use the drugs or put yourself into dangerous situations um, because of that same, like, dark side, but it's fueled into, like, self-hate. You know, and so I think we all do it on a certain level. But people make it seem like it's a bad thing. Like, what? If you're in, like, how you being say, insecure? yeah, being insecure and, you know, you're ultimately comparing yourself to somebody else mm -hmm. because they have something that you, you don't have or you don't, or you want, mm -hmm. you know? And people it make it seem like, oh, well, you shouldn't let that person yeah, that's dumb. do that to you or whatever. Cause, oh. like, that's the conversations that we would have. You know, me and the guy, and I'll just be like, and it made me feel some type of way, you know, like, but now it feels, not saying, like, it's not in a bad way. I don't want people to think, like, oh, like, I'm just doing it for him, because, like, that's not, mm -hmm. like, I don't even know if I'm going to end up with him, married mm -hmm. to him, but just in general, like, it just makes me want to be a better person, yeah. you know, like, just for whoever. For my friends, for my family, like, you know, for whoever I end up with, ultimately. So it's just like, it does fuel me to be like, okay. Perspective is everything. Yeah. Perspective is everything. Like, you could have took this and be like, this thing is the thing that destroyed me. And, right. You know, <laughs> the hero user or something. Like, I started sipping and popping bars or something. Right. But like, nah, I'm just going to handle my business. Right. But it's the exact same situation. You could be like, oh, I, you know, I need to, like, go to a women's shelter and just, like, yeah. know, ball up. Right. No. Yeah. Can't be doing that shit. Nah. Not at all. Not good for you, man. Yeah. All right. So you got to answer now. Oh, no, nah, I think I kind of chimed in. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, I don't know, man. Uh, intelligence, like, you know, I mm. think I know a lot, but at the same time, you're like, oh, man, I don't know enough. Or when I'm working in these environments with people who have a different background than me, and it's like, oh, damn, my grammar was a little off on that. Or how I handled this customer was like, ooh, they listening. Or, right. Did you, did, man, I misspelled this in this email. Fuck. Mm -hmm. And so um, I can kind of get beat down by that or I can just, you know, keep pushing and, you know, focus on the things that I'm doing right or whatever. So. Okay. Yeah. Um, that just made me think, like, sometimes I'm insecure about this podcast. See, you killing it, though. Now, what I mean by that is you, you stepping out, you know, and it's consistency over everything. And I, like, a. I'm comparing myself. I'm insecure about where I'm at in my life too, like as far as like career wise goes. Cause I'm just like, all my friends, like a lot of my friends, like I feel like they haven't figured out. And I'm not saying that they do, but if to me, because they took a different path, like with their education, uh -huh. like they have master's degrees or whatever. Yeah. And me, I just have my bachelor's degree and it's mm -hmm. like, I'm literally trying to figure this shit out. Yeah. Like every year, 
since I've graduated, uh-huh. I'm figuring the shit out. Like, yeah. I have no idea what the fuck is going on. <laughs> everybody, like, I think like, I literally have no fucking idea. Like, I'm over here applying to jobs, and I don't even know what kind of job I fucking want. You yeah. know, like, and they just know because of the education that the they, they the path that they're on like they know that they're gonna be behavior analysts they're gonna be nurses they're uh-huh. gonna be special education teachers they're gonna be social workers yeah. I don't fucking know that you know like yeah, yeah. But you, I think you chose a different life like like literally it's a crazy life yeah it's harder <laughs> it's harder it's, a lot it's harder, harder. Yeah, and yeah. I feel like a lot of people think that it's easy like and it's no shade like this one friend um that I have like she'll be like oh well what are you doing like and I'm just like bitch I'm busy like you know not saying like if people think that because I have a podcast I don't do shit like or I'm not trying to research or I'm not trying to be better at this shit you know like because I'm not in a master's program it's like I can't learn or I can't perfect what the fuck I'm doing you know like so yeah I'm not, like, no, I, I totally got a similar story to you. Like all my homies, we, we were talking about twenty five earlier, like twenty one versus twenty five. Because mm-hmm. at that point in my life, like you know, business was doing good, but I had kind of like everyone I know was basically an accountant. Yeah, some guys were going on to get the masters and the mm-hmm. CPAs, and I was like, oh man, I'm the hot job business guy or whatever. At that time, it was like it's all kind of figured out, and now I'm kind of in a situation with, like where you're at now. Like, oh, okay, well. Everyone's kind of like progressing with their careers. And I think it's just something that kind of makes you stronger because those people don't have to face those really hard, like self-reflective moments until they're like 45 and they get laid off or mm-hmm. they get this major divorce versus we're kind of, you know, facing those things right now. Like, Look. Now I'm just, I'm just being honest. This shit is like right in my goddamn face, okay? Choices to be made. For real, like, Okay. So, the last segment of the podcast is going to be... You said that like 12 times already. I said that? Mm-hmm. No, I said last question. Okay, I'm listening. This is, that was the last question, seriously. Okay, so the last segment of the podcast is huh? going to be just like a you know reflection of what we talked about today. So, I hope you guys caught some gems today. I really, I feel like you did. Um, but, so it's called, I'm, I'm going to do that anyway. Mm-hmm. So... Um, I didn't really, whatever. So we're going to continue to have privilege. I mean, if we have privilege, we're going to use it for good. And we're going to use it to combat justice for black women, so-called black women, okay? If we black, have it. Black people. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um... Okay, now I, I I went over this on the last podcast, but not having all the answers and be being willing to learn from somebody, mm. being open and willing to, you know, know that okay, I can learn from this person, whether it's in a romantic relationship, friendship, mm-hmm. family, whatever the case is. Um, I think it's important to put yourself in the circumstances mm-hmm. where you're forced to get outside of your comfort zone, like forced. Right, like that's so important. Do something you haven't done this that you've never done this week or next week, whatever. Just do the shit. I don't know what I'm gonna do this week, but uh, we gonna figure it. Out. <laughs> we gonna figure it out. Um, well, I did something new last week. I tried to make banana chips. Banana chips? Dehydrated yeah. You put them in the oven like at 200 degrees and like just like let them. Get- See, I I must have read the wrong instructions. Um, because You're too hot. no, it came out soft still. Ah, you had to do it for a long time. Yeah, I did it for three hours though. Z says she was. Not you made them before? Nah, I just saw something. Oh, okay. Um, I may have to when I get a house. I may have to invest in a, a dehydrator. Yeah. Um, when I was working at this wilderness school, like back in the day, um, one of the you know one of the kids, their mom, she used to make like fruit roll ups and Natural. beef jerky. Yeah, uh-huh. she had a dehydrator. I don't know how much they cost. I'm gonna have to look it up, but. That's definitely one of the things I'm going to get, so I don't have to keep buying the expensive-ass snacks at the store. Are you? You're a snacker? <laughs> I'm a snacker. Okay. I love to... I like savory stuff. I just tried the banana chips because I sold them and I was in Sprouts, and I'm like, these shit's like $6, you, you know? About the plantain joints, or are you talking about No, like banana the banana chips. chips. Mm, I like the plantain type. Um, like I never tasted um, the See, plantain ones. I like... 
planting though. Mm. Like I like frying it mm. and um just eat I just be eating it like Oh yeah? Yeah. yeah that's that that's that Jamaican food. Yeah, that's that yeah. um West Indian, Caribbean, Puerto Rican <laughs> <laughs> Mexican type shit, yeah. Bro, there's no plantains coming into the crib. Mom's like, plantains? I put my mom onto the, uh, the plantains um, because, like, I think I'm West Indian. But, yeah. Um, okay, Did so... Did you see that lady on, uh, I think it was the Breakfast Club with the whole... Um, Check out your DNA. I randomly heard that. Occurred. I'm not doing that shit you doing because... That? You don't want the smoking I, mirrors? Not that I don't want it. Um, I just feel like the government is going to use your sh- DNA to clone you. So we you. have a um, conspiracy theorist on the line. <laughs> <laughs> this is facts, oh, not a conspiracy. Man. I don't trust the fucking government, so I'm facts. not doing that shit. And it's like, it's not even like, I feel like with the whole DNA shit, it's like, how can you really tell? Like, it's just a percentage. And then it's like, okay, I find out who I am. And it's like, what next? Yeah. Like, do I go back to the country? Be like, hey, <laughs> like, what's good? Like, yeah. you know, I'm your cousin or whatever. Like, how do, yeah, like, how do you really trace back yeah. to and know, like, can I go back to this country and can I meet up with somebody? Like, yeah. how the fuck do you know? Like, is everybody your cousin? Like, how do you know? And the people who are probably there from your descendants have probably shifted around to 40 different countries over time. Like, right. So, yeah. so it's like, you I feel like it's a waste of time and money, personally. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, yeah. I think we should have more appreciation for it. Like, like one guy uh, I was talking with, he was like, yeah, I'm an African-American, so I shouldn't have any sort of appreciation for African culture because my culture is here in America. And uh, what he say? He say, um, you know, African people look at us crazy as African-Americans. I was like, maybe some, but I think at the same time, I would more so want to buy into like learning more about that culture versus what I've been sold on here in America. I don't know, but that, that's literally some people's argument. Like they're so like wrapped into, you know, your feelings. So I'm not gonna get too deep yeah, because I'm still no no because I'm like I said I'm still learning like More. I started learning about the Morse science whatever mm-hmm. and so far what I've learned is that you know before the whole Pangenia thing happened you remember Pangenia like that you learned in school like oh the whole country is together yeah okay, so this whole country whole world. Mm-hmm. A whole world, whatever. Like, we were on one thing. So it's like, when we were one, it was, I think it was Morocco. Mm. So that's why, that's where you get the word more from. Mm. So it's like, we're all Moors. Like a little freak. We're all, yeah. So it's like, you guys are going to have to do your own research. (laughs) Like, again, I'm still learning, so I'm not going to get too deep because I don't want y'all to be coming at me with the questions and shit because, like, uh, I'm still learning. It. Right. It. <laughs> right. It wasn't really, it wasn't Morocco. Right. So, I'm learning that we're, we all came from the same place. Yeah. So, that's why, that's another reason why I'm not going to do that DNA shit because, mm. like, I'm learning, like, we all came from Morocco. We all came from this whole Pangenia. I mean, it wasn't called Pangenia. It's called something else. I can't think of it right now, mm. but we all came from this whole place you know mm. like that's just the facts before it was i think it was an earthquake that broke it all up yeah, yeah like volcanoes or something like the ice age i don't know really right oh shit all right so um dag okay and the next one is working on our insecurities and being mm. honest about it's your hard. insecurities it is hard and i i read this on twitter like this guy was um saying like everybody's insecure you know like and it's just best to be honest up front like mm-hmm. whatever you're dealing with i'm insecure about my legs or i'm mm-hmm. insecure about whatever my fingernails or whatever the case is mm-hmm. it's gonna be different for everybody but just try to be honest about them and you know that means you have to again dig deep within yourself to be comfortable sharing that with whoever. You know, the funny thing is when I think, when I really think about insecurities, it has to relate with someone else. It's like, you're insecurity because you're like, oh, this other person has this. Yeah, it, we crazy, compare though. a lot. Yeah, and it's like. It's not good, but I don't know. And even when you share your insecurities, it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy because you want whoever you're sharing your insecurities with to accept it. Right. Like, I'm like, oh, you know, I got this insecurity. Can you? 
cry with me. Right. And I don't know if that's bad or not, but it's like it's not. It's, it's bad to accept it. Like yeah. accept my insecurities. Like, but it's not me. for them to really accept. It's for you to figure out how to get through it. You know. Mm. I feel like, like we, like I said earlier, we always want to blame other people mm. and we have to stop and be like, okay. So should you have an insecurity and not share it with anyone? No, I feel like you should share it, but you can't expect that person to help you. Or accept it. Um, I don't know if they should accept it. So what does it do I feel like being, Like what does it even do to, to share it? What does it do? I feel like when you're being honest about it, it's like... When you're being honest about it, I feel like you should say, okay, this is something I'm working on. Mm -hmm. And if you can bear with me, mm -hmm. bear with me. If not, mm -hmm. it's what it is. It's, it's what it is. It's something that I'm actively working on. That's what you should be doing, actively working on it. Yeah, I got you. That's like patience. Yeah. All right. And that's the last one um, because we skipped one of these questions. So uh, where can they find you? Oh man, uh, no social medias. <laughs> you have social media. Stop. <laughs> oh man, I don't even know my uh, none of my handles, but I'm out here in these streets, man. Just catch up. Well, you could text it to me, and I could put it on the SoundCloud descript description or yeah, whatever. Check, check down for the uh, in below the comments. Right. right. <laughs> okay, so um, you guys can find me at um, I'm five foot two on Instagram. Twitter is currently deactivated because, like, I'm just taking a break. Um, and then Facts of Life on Facebook, Facts of Life Podcast on Instagram, Facts of Life Pod on Twitter. And make sure you... I have merchandise for sale, too, guys. So make sure you um, are going to... The website is ilovepodcasting.com. So make sure you're going to the website um, to get your merchandise, T-shirts, um, cell phone cases. I want to do, like, a, a journal one day that's one of my goals to uh, do a facts of life journal since you know we on this whole journey to self shit or whatever so yeah make sure you guys are subscribing i should have said that at the beginning subscribe to the podcast following all that shit thank you guys for listening and i'll see you next talk to you next week <laughs>